Hello and welcome back to the My Favourite Film podcast. It's the first podcast of 2022. It's been a long break, but things just got in the way. As Ferris Bueller always said, Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Thanks, Ferris. Okay, in this episode, I am going to be talking to Gary Coleman. Nope, not that Gary Coleman, not one from Different Strokes. It's completely different Gary Coleman from County Durham. He's a writer, an actor, and a stand-up comedian. I am talking to him about the film When Harry Met Sally from 1989. Before we get into that, the usual contact information. If you want to get in touch with me here at the podcast, it is myfavoritefilmpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, you will find me at myfavoritefilm or on Instagram, myfavoritefilmpodcast. That's all the ways to get in touch with me. If you want to know anything at all about the podcast, about what's coming up, Maybe you just want to get involved in it, be on the show, want to shout out, just want to tell me your favourite film. I don't mind. Get in touch. It'd be great. There is a website coming soon. More information about that. Basically, this is a kind of mop-up bit of the series. So this is going to be the end of Series 1. Series 1 is going to finish in a few episodes' time. I've just got a few final interviews that I want to get out there. And then Series 2 is going to start. And Series 2 is my big news. I'm not going to get into that big news in this episode, though. That will come in the future. So keep watching out on the old Twitter sphere and in these episodes to see what's going on with that. So, Gary and I had a wonderful chat about When Harry Met Sally, and here is our spoiler filled chat. You realize, of course, that we could never be friends. Why not? What I'm saying is, and this is not a come on in any way, shape, or form is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. That's not true. I have a number of men friends and there is no sex involved. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You only think you do. You're saying I'm having sex with these men without my knowledge? No, what I'm saying is they all want to have sex with you. Hello, Gary. How are you? Uh, hi, Gav. Very, very well. Thanks. Nice to see you. Good. Very nice for you to come on the show. Thanks very much. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. Um, just... First off, before we start, do you want to just tell everyone a, a little bit about yourself, what you do, your connection with film, I suppose, anything like that? Yes. <laughs> so I'm Gary Coleman. I'm a, a stand-up comedian, not 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 that bloke from Different Strokes. That's a different <laughs> bloke. Um, you ever stay with him a lot? <laughs> often, often, honestly. Uh, face-to-face is the oddest part. But, um, um, so I do stand-up comedy primarily. But do you know what? Before I started, I've been doing comedy for about stand up for about 15 plus years, I guess now, maybe long, maybe longer, I don't know. Um, but before I did that, the reason why I did stand up comedy was because I wanted to make films. That's what I wanted to do when I was a, when I was a kid. Yeah. And um, I, and I was, I, I kind of got a bit distracted. I did various other things. I was in the army and what have you. But then I, I left the army and I thought, right, what I want to do is I, um, my heroes at the time were people like, I want to say Mel Brooks, but like comedians who made films. Yeah. My hero was probably Woody Allen, but it's difficult to say that these days. Social services. But it, and it was, when I was a kid, my hero was Woody Allen. My hero was Woody Allen. And he made these films and he's a stand-up yeah. comic. And I, I was I was writing all these little comedy scripts and I wanted to be a stand-up, I wanted to be a filmmaker. And so I thought, what I'll do is I'll do one gig. I'll do one stand-up comedy gig to see what it's like. I did a stand-up comedy gig. And then 15 years later, my wife said, Gary, weren't you trying to make films or something? I, mean, I just I just started, I was working professionally as a stand-up comic. Like, right. So 
in recent years, I've also the point I'm trying to make is I've gone back to films. So right. I've been developing films, uh, scripts, uh, projects for the past couple of years, yeah. Um, and so we're getting them sort of developed up and stuff for TV and radio as well. So I've, I've done a lot of writing as recently. I think is the, is the answer. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Um, which brings us to the film that we're going to watch. Oh, we're going to yes. talk about tonight. Um, when Harry Met Sally from 1989. Yeah. Um, bit of a bit of a classic. Um, why is this your favorite film? <laughs> I know it's a you said that's how I was really judgmental. Why on no, sorry. this be your favorite film? I've got every film to choose from. Why would you pick that? It, you know, actually, there's a little bit of it came from because I have seen your your live stand up, right. and the comedy in this it's very removed from what you do. I think, and I didn't know if it was a case of you've looked for a comedy film where it's different from the type of material you would do because that's what makes you laugh or whether it's you think it's similar than I think it is. I don't know. Um, well, that's a really good question. I, ask, yes. I think there might be more some, and a bit of comedy that's on, if, if, if people, if your listeners Google me and find comedy on the internet, yeah. it's really old. It's like literally yeah. from my first few months when I started doing stand-up. Yeah. So what I do now isn't that really, I suppose. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, I, yeah, it's a good question though. I mean, in terms of like sort of my, my stand up is different because obviously it's, it's it, this is a film, you know, it's a character yes, and an arc and things. So yes. stand up isn't that. But the question, the, the thing before we start talking about the, the, the film is, do you like the film? That was my thing. When I, when I, when I chose this, I thought, oh, it's, it's kind of going to think it's a really cheesy, <laughs> rubbish film. Do you know what? I don't, I don't think any film is rubbish or cheesy. I, I've got such eclectic taste with film. I've seen so many films and I, I've done, what's this? this? I think this is my 19th. 20th interview I think I've done um, and I've seen films that I've never seen before mm. um, I've re-watched films that I'd seen as a kid and gone wow mm. um, and this one's one of those I mean I would have been I was 89 so I would have been 18, mm. 19 when this came out in fact yeah. I, I think I remember seeing it at the cinema on, on a date probably because it was definitely a date film. It was that kind of thing <laughs> yeah. date, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and I probably haven't seen it that many times since then. It, it pops up on telly now and again. I kind of seen it. Yeah. Um, I rewatched it for this. It, yeah, it's it's a really it's, good film. I think it holds up from a point of view. It is a good comedy. film. Do you, do you know what? It is a good film. When when you ask me what what film I wanted to, I suppose your, <laughs> your ego goes right. I must think of a really you know like art arty film I can dis- yeah. discuss yeah. in great depth. Yeah. And I thought, well, I should do a comedy really because I'm a comedian. I should do a comedy film. Yeah. And as a kid, I said I love Woody Allen, and there's there's a lot yeah, of yeah. films. Oh, I, yeah. I, that there are a lot of films that are regarded as you know art are held up you know in high yes. regard yeah but the thing about when i met sally is it is i genuinely i'm not sure it's my favorite film but it's up there i mean i just i think just structurally it's such a structurally well written script um and it's a film that i have seen a lot i just yeah it's i see it a lot and it's you know i had the dvd and i'd watch it a lot and yeah so you know i watched it with my wife when we got you know over the years and then the kids come along and the, the kids as they get older you watch it with the kids and yeah i, I it's, a, it's a film that just holds up to re-watching and every time i watch it i just i'm just more and more impressed by technically how good a film it is technically I and mean, you can talk about you know the artistry of it, i suppose but yeah, yeah technically yeah. it works you know as a comedy as a romantic comedy so yeah. that's why I've, that's why I chose this film. I think. Yeah, uh, but like I say, I think it's a really good choice. It's an interesting choice. I I, um, I have done some interesting films. People have wanted these things, but mm. people do come up with films that are, you know, they're not what you'd expect as being the big arty movie. I mean, I've, I've done First Blood. You know, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is someone's favorite movie, so it's kind of like, brilliant film. I love First it, Blood. It, oh, it is. It's, but it's when you think film. about 
a big arty film. Yeah. Or favorite film you don't expect something like First Blood to appear. So it's um it's it's nice to get, I suppose, a truer idea of what someone's favorite film is. Everyone well, can go I'll... for a big arty film, but yeah. there's some good well, films out there. Do you know I I act I mean again before we talk about the film, but I I I, I perform live. I do like I do comedy live yeah. in front of an audience. And stand-up comedy definitely isn't art. You know, it's definitely not art, but it is skillful. It is, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's a technical thing. Yeah. And I rate I rate skill in the technical ability. I, I rate a technician more than I rate an artist because I think an artist yeah. is in the power of a critic or somebody who go, this man, this woman, they are an artist. Yes. Whereas a technician, it's just for us to decide. And yeah. just the punters, the audience go, I enjoy this. This is really skillfully done. And it just yeah. gives it, it's more democratic. So I just, you know, and the fact that when Harry Met Sally is popular, it must be one of the most popular yeah. rom-coms gone. It must be yeah. still. Yeah. Um, I mean, that says a lot for it. Whereas art, it's in the hands of a critic, critic to decide, is this, has art, does it have artistic merit, I suppose. So Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to champion, I'm going to champion the technical skills and. Yeah. Film. I think, I think they deserve to be championed as well. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's got all of the rom-com beats of some of the best rom-coms out there. Um, but it did steal a lot of them. To be well, <laughs> <laughs> it did nick quite a few of the beats. Um, but there again, you know, it's you know, it's written by um, oh god, Nora Ephron. Yeah, Nora, Nora Ephron, who who you know, Sleepless in Seattle. You've got Mail, all those type of things. She wrote yeah. those as well. Yeah, um, she's well known for rom-coms you know writes them really well um and some of the most popular rom-coms of the the late the mid to late 80s and then the 90s yeah um that she put out so yeah she knows what she's doing so she yeah absolutely um and it's actually a rom-com written by a woman which i think yes. is probably unusual yes um which is maybe why it's so why it is successful yeah, yeah. i heard the rom-coms i'm not massive fans of to be honest i mean i i i before before I saw When Harry Met Sally, I, I yeah. chose. I decided not to watch it. So <laughs> when you were when you were a young kid, when it came out, I remember it coming out, and I thought, I don't want to watch this. This looks rubbish. <laughs> um, and also, as a kid, I, I, I was a massive fan of. I, was a, I geeked over Woody Allen, and I thought, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It was. I don't want somebody. I liked Rob Reiner. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd seen Spinal Tap, and I liked yeah, those. Yeah. I don't. Why is he doing this? Why is he just ripping off Woody Allen? And I didn't want to go and see it. And I, I quite like the soundtrack. I was in that sort of that music, the Harry Connick yes, tune. Yes, I remember all yes. that, and yeah. I just didn't want to go and see it. And then when I did eventually see it, I was like, "Wow, this wasn't the film I was expecting." It's a really no. it, the, the nods to Woody Allen are obvious, but yes, yes, it's a really good film. It's just I really enjoyed the film. Yeah, uh, but and then I watched other Nora Ephron films, and I, and I didn't enjoy them no. really. Um, okay, but yeah, I do like this film. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a clever film the way it's put together, and I see the nods to Woody Allen are fairly obvious in there. Yeah. Um, but it is very cleverly put together and it's a, a definite commentary on the whole platonic relationship of whether or not it can work um, with this sort of love story going underneath. Yeah, um, You talk about skillful technicians or whatever, but the, the direction in this and some of the looks you see on Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan's faces in certain scenes are just so obviously directed to go, right, you need to show that you're actually in love with this person. Yeah. without it being anywhere scripted or anywhere talked about. Um, yeah. So there's definitely some skilled technician work going on there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the, and the writing's excellent. The direction is really, really good. Yeah. And, and then not, not, not floating on top of all of that, you've got these four characters, Yeah. four central characters, which is brilliantly cast as well. Oh, they are. It's just, just lovely. I just, it's a really, really joyful film for me to watch. Yeah. Really enjoy it. 
So, well, let's talk about those those mm. characters. I mean, obviously, Billy Crystal as Harry, mm. um, Meg Ryan as Sally. They're the, the, the sort of the main two. I mean, you could almost, to a certain extent, it could be done as a play with just a two man play, and they could just be on stage for most of it. I think it was done as a play after was the it? film. After the film, they came back and they did it. Um, yeah, Molly Ringwald, and I think it. I think it just didn't do do very well at all on, right. on Broadway. But it was a, it was a little Broadway play for. Yeah. But totally, it is literally wall to wall dialogue. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a, uh, like a, um, yeah, like a, uh, is it Neil Simon? Like, a, you know, do I mean that? I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, you know, like, it's like the apartment. It's like, it's, it's, yes. it's just like those players, you know, is it? Yes. I have to Google it now, but. Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Insert, insert correct answer. <laughs> but, um, yes, it's just like one of those clever kind of New York players. Yes. You know, in a, in a very limited it could be setting in a pretty much an apartment, couldn't it? You it, could, yeah. I mean, I could see it working like that. It's just easy. dialogue. It's just two yeah. people chatting most of the time. Most of it is just them two chatting, yeah. I mean, had you did you know much about um, Billy Crystal and McRyan before this? Well, certainly Billy Crystal is a, a stand-up comic. and uh, Not as a comic. I mean, I, I, I do remember seeing Billy Crystal in Soap. Yes. So when I was a kid... I mean, you have to be a certain age to remember soap. Yeah. This was a this was a probably a, our age. Probably our age. So soap was a a, a, a sitcom, I guess, an American yeah. sitcom, and it was based around so, soap operas. So it was like yes. a mock soap opera, I think. Yeah. Um, like was, a sort yeah. of Dallas or a Dynasty type. Yeah, thing. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Billy Crystal played the part of um, I can't remember the name of the character. Jody, I think it was. Yes, yes, Jody. yes, yes. And how young was he? He was so young. Was he oh, really, he was really, young, really young. Yeah, really was, young guy. Uh, yeah. And he was a gay character. It was probably yes. one of the first portrayals of a gay character. Yeah. In a sort of a mainstream um, I mean, sitcom, I would have thought. But, yeah, you know, probably. Yeah. In America, maybe. And it was just done. I thought was I thought was done. <laughs> he says as a straight a straight man. <laughs> I thought it was done really well because it was. Yeah. It wasn't like affected at all. It was. He no. was just a man. And he happened to be gay. It was just, it was really yeah. well done. It was yeah, really it, it, it wasn't massively camp or anything like that. And it, they didn't play I, at on the that. same it time. Was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. At the same time, we had um, John Inman. In, <laughs> what's it called? Are Our you version. being served? <laughs> so we had Are You Being Served, which I'm blessed, John Inman, you know. Yeah. yeah. But it was a very different you know, portrayal of a gay absolutely. man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But I mean, obviously, he, he did his stand up as well. And I think before this, he'd done. Throw Mama from a Train, which I think he did with Rob Reiner as well. Yes. That, that, um, with Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah it was. I think they're very close together, I think. But yeah. Right. Um, um, so, well, no, he, I, so I kind of knew him. He was very, you know, yeah. he's funny. And Meg Ryan, I kind of vaguely knew she was Top Gun. She was the decent one, the decent actress in Top Gun, I think. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think she probably was. Stole the show, but <laughs> I think her and the guy who it was played Goose. Yes were really good. I didn't like yeah. Top Gun either. That must have been out just before this, I guess. But um, Not much in it, no. Another one um, that's uh, a long The guy played time. Goose and Meg Ryan who played Goose's yeah. girlfriend, I thought were brilliant. Yeah. And then there was Tom Cruise and whoever else it was. Oh, yeah. just, if you're listening, Tom, sorry. But I just don't <laughs> think it was a brilliant performance. I, I think he'd be um, all right. I don't think he's going to listen to this. But... <laughs> if he is, if he wants to come on, give me an email. That'd be good. He must know a little <laughs> bit about making films, mustn't he? He um, must do. Yeah. I think, so I just, I'm just for the audience, because I'm, I'm assuming like everybody knows what the story of when Harry met Sally. So in a sentence, yeah. I guess. So basically what it's like, it's a, it's a couple, Harry and Harry, Harry meets Sally. They're, yeah. they're very young. They're leaving college. Yeah. And very quick, very quickly in the story, we sort of established that their worldviews and Harry's view is that 
men and women can't be friends because sex gets in the way. That's yeah. that's it. And then the whole yeah. film then unfolds comedically around that premise. That can, premise yeah. can two people be friends? Yeah. Or not? That, so, that is the story in a nutshell, isn't it, basically? That's yeah. what it's all about. Um, and they do set up that that whole idea in that car journey in that first sort of segment, which we'll, we'll get into as we go in there. Yeah. Um, but it is, that's exactly what they set up, as you say, in a two people just having a chat. Yeah. Um, so that's Billy Crystal and, and Meg Ryan. They're kind of the, the main characters. And Jess and Marie, who are, well, Marie's Carrie Fisher, who I completely forgot <sighs> was in this film, to be honest. And I don't know right. why I'd forgotten it was Carrie Fisher, but I kind of I started watching it again. Well, oh, it's, it's, it's Carrie Fisher, isn't this? Of course, yeah. I mean, this was so, just off the back of Star Wars. This, this would have been a couple of years. So this came out when, when 1980? 89, yeah. 89. So this must have just been a few years after the Star Wars, yeah. the original sort of Star Wars trilogy yes. wrapped yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was, it was the first time I think a film audience went, oh, look, it's Princess Leia. It's Princess Leia, um, yeah. In yeah. such yeah. a different role, you know. Yes. And brilliant character, brilliant part. Fantastic yeah. part. Yeah, it's probably only this and the Blues Brothers. You look at her and go, "Wow, that's Carrie Fisher." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Bruno, Bruno Kirby, Kirby yeah. who plays the Jess. So he Jess, Jess is basically the guy who is Harry's best friend, and yes. Maria is uh, Sally's best friend. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I can't. I reckon I remember you know, when when was the, when the movies, and you meet Harry's best friend Jess, played by Bruno Kirby. I recognised him because yeah, I think he'd been. In Robin Williams' film, Good yeah, Morning, yeah, Vietnam. was that predating yeah. it? Uh, ooh. yes, ooh. it would be. Yeah, it's about a couple of years before. I think Good Morning Vietnam, and it was a couple. Of, you know, it was like a little character that appeared in a couple of little comedy yeah. films, you know. But yeah, was, you always kind of had these little memorable, you know, little small parts. Whereas yes. in this, he had a decent sized part, really, wasn't he? It was yeah. It was almost yeah. four four main characters. Well, it was four main characters, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, I think I think Bruno Kirby was much bigger in in America. He was in a lot of sort of American sitcoms and things before. Was he right acting? Okay. Yeah, so he was. Right, right. It's like a lot of things that the American films that sort of come over. We see these new characters go. Never heard of them before, but mm. they they're really well known in America for sitcoms and things. Right. You know, it's like if you think about all the the comedies that come out of Saturday Night Live and these Falling. massive stars that get made and we haven't got a clue about them but clue, they're, yeah. they're already huge yeah. over in America so yeah. we kind of follow suit and watch it all yeah yeah, yeah but they, they are the, the four main characters I mean Jess Marie really come into it a little bit later because we've got a, a good time where they're, they're not there at all um, yeah. but they do become major elements in the, the plot um, it is as we sort of said it's a very typical rom-com plot um, do you think there's something in it that makes it different to all the other rom-coms? Because you said you're not a big fan of rom-coms, so well, why, why this I, one? I, mm, well, I, I, I'm not a massive fan of rom-com, I don't think. I, I do like screwball comedies. I like the yeah. old-fashioned screwball comedies, and there's definitely an element of that. Um, and when I say, I say screwball comedy, I, I think a lot of people maybe younger people think of screwball as in you know just like zany comedy yeah. i don't i don't mean yeah. that i mean screwball as in in the 1930s and 40s very much in america they're making these uh, very intelligent they're making intelligent comedies yeah and it was, they were called the idea of being screwball the idea of being screwy it wasn't that the people were crazy but it was just we often had a very strong female character yeah and a highly flawed male character so it was the almost yes. the antithesis yeah. of a of a romantic film you had a yeah. strong female and a, and a, and a guy uh, and in most sort of romantic films, I guess the guy would be sort of just constantly 
pursuing this, this you know, the, the, the sorry, the female will be constantly pursuing the male in a romantic yes. movie. Yes. Whereas in, the, in, in these screwball comedies, you often have the man was infatuated by the woman. This high, right. you know, high and so they had these like 1930s Cary Grant films where that was the, 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 the sort of the trope. Um, and I think Harry Metzali kind of falls into that, you yeah, know, it a little bit. Does, doesn't it? This um, is a, there's certainly a lot of it whereby certainly it ends with Billy Crystal is, is chasing Meg Ryan's character. But, literally. Yeah. Um, but for most of it, it's kind of, it's just not quite sure what's going on here. Sure. But, but as he is, but she seems to be the most, she's the stronger, most intelligent. He's the more, he's definitely the most flawed yes. of the characters. Yeah. He's not a strong, manly man. No. He's a flawed sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's <laughs> that he is again that very sort of nebbishy kind of Woody Allen character that yeah. Woody Allen would normally play. Yeah, he's just a good so. looking. He's a good looking version <laughs> of Woody Allen, really. Yeah, I suppose which which comes about when he starts doing his, his funny voices and whatever else during the, yeah. the course of the film. And yeah. But it's different from a wrong. But it's it, it's also it's um I think it's it's also it's, it's like the antithesis of a rom-com as well, because they then they they know they're not trying to fall in love. The premise is that yes, you know, they, they, they can't fall in love. You know, yes. it's, it's not Romeo and Juliet. There's nothing externally really stopping them from getting together. No, we meet them. They're on, they're on, they're on, we meet them they, they, when the film starts. They're they're in Chicago. They're leaving university. Yeah, they meet for this car journey to New York. Yeah, and I think Sally just wants a friend. She says, you know, I don't know anybody yeah, in New yeah, York. Yeah. I just want a friend. He yeah. wants to have sex with her. That's yes. that's what he wants. Yeah. Um. And you know, there's nothing stopping them getting together other than themselves. It's yeah. all internal obstacles that they create for themselves. And yeah. for the whole movie, there's really no external obstacles. No, really. No, no I mean, so in that sense, it's different, different from a romantic movie where there's often external things stopping them getting together. You know, yeah, Romeo and Juliet's parents or what have you. <laughs> all that it's stuff. Yeah, just them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is. It's it's very much. Um, it's a film about friendship, um, yeah. more than romance. Because uh, there's certainly a, a large yeah. section in the middle where Harry and Sally are just friends, and that's what they're yeah. doing. They're getting through life, and they're just seeing each other a lot, and just hanging out more than anything yeah. else, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things I suppose that makes it slightly different is this this structure that it has, um, and the mm. structure with these talking head pieces, mm. where you get an elderly couple talking about the first time they met to camera. Mm. Um, which I'm not 100% sure, but I read something that said that they were all based on true stories, but some of the couples are not the couples that the story's based on, and some of the couples aren't actually couples. So, <laughs> so I, I, years ago, I saw a clip of Rob Reiner. It might even, yeah. be, it might even be off the DVD extras or something. Right. Rob Reiner, who directed it, and yeah. Nora Ephron, who wrote it, yes. talking about this, the, the documentary bit, element of it. And so during the film, as you say, pretty much at every kind of uh, the major beats of the film, yeah. we cut away to this little documentary. There's two, there's a married couple, an old married couple talking yeah. direct to camera as if it's a documentary. Yeah. Um, and I think what they did, what they what they said they did was they actually did want to use real couples. And yeah. so they recorded these little documentaries. But then when they tried to use the real couples, it just didn't quite work. So they got actors to come in and do their lines. Right. So I okay. think that's, I'm guessing they would have tightened it up a little bit and just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just the, com- the comic timing of what was being said just yeah. tightened it up. So I, I think that's probably what they did there. Yeah. It's a lovely little device. I mean, structurally, oh. just. Uh, yeah. Because they, they're, they're all brilliant little bits just on their own. You could pretty much play yeah. them all as individual documentary pieces. Um, yeah. So 
let's kind of go through the film because we've kind of got to mm. that point. So it does start with one of these talking heads. Um, and I can't remember which couple it is, but no, they talk about the fact that they, they've met each other whenever yeah. it was. And that there's a long story. They all seem to have a, a similar theme to them, that they all, like Harry and Sally, have very long relationships before becoming an item. Yeah. Or they, they live close to each other or whatever else and never actually see each other and meet each other many years later or whatever. That's kind of yeah. the thing, which I guess they purposely picked up on that to link it to the film to a certain I extent. I mean, I suppose if you're a single person, you know, if you're yeah. a single person watching the film for the first time, just finding somebody to fall in love with seems impossibly yeah. remote, <laughs> a chance. And so you have these, and you have this couple who are going to meet who are supposed to be very young when, the, when we first meet them. They've, yeah. just left, yeah. they've just left university and going off in the world and they meet each other. You go, and, and, and you know, the enchances, this is a brilliant idea for a romantic movie. The chances of anybody, two people ever getting together and meeting and falling in love are so remote. Absolutely, and you have these yeah. people going, these old people going, but, it, but we did, we did it. You know, it was really difficult, but we did it. You get yeah. these lovely little bits. And they're just peppered through this film of these two people who've met, <laughs> they've yeah. met, and they're just, you know, and everyone knows they're going to fall in love, but yeah. they can't see it themselves. And and they keep putting all these obstacles up as to why they can't, you know, they've, yeah. they've done it, they've, they've done the hard part, they've found each other. Yeah, exactly. They just yeah. can't, they just don't fall in love. Yeah. So we start in this, um, uh, well, outside the university, basically, where uh, Meg pulls up, or Sally rather, pulls up in the car yeah. to take Harry all the way to New York. Um, bit odd because obviously they know each other through Harry's girlfriend, yes. but have never met each other <laughs> until this moment in time. <laughs> so yeah, okay, quite yeah. make sense. But we're okay with that. Um, but the yeah. car journey just is based just the two of them just having lots of different chats and they swap from seat to seat as they're going along. Yeah, I think um, if you can believe a f- he must have been like in his mid thirties at this point. Yeah, knocking on forty. If you can believe that a forty-year-old <laughs> Billy Crystal has just left, just left university. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I guess if they made it now, they're de-aging with a bit of um, digital technology. But uh, yeah, he, he looks he looks okay. He looks like he, he looks. Could be he's young. very young. Yeah. He's very he's a very good-looking guy. Wasn't he? He's yeah. Young, yeah, yeah. Um, so they basically that this part of the card journey is just introducing us to. As you say, a very flawed man and a very yes. together woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and and also just and she her, her name is you know Sally Albright. I was just thinking about yeah. you know, Sally Albright. That's just there in the name, isn't it? She's like, yeah. oh, everything's you know positive and upbeat, like, annoyingly upbeat, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. whereas he is um, He's Harry Burns, which is Harry Burns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's very kind of just down and yeah. um, but again, very funny. They're both very witty. They're both yes. equally as witty, equally equally matched. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some great lines here about how men and women can't be together and whatever else. And yeah, um, I think, how do you think Harry comes off here as, as a character? Because I always thought he, this first section, Harry comes off as a bit of a dick, basically. Totally. Uh, he's just not the nicest guy around. No, totally. And I think you have to, I mean, you, you have to like both. You have to really f- fall in love with the char- both characters very quickly. Um, and so that I think what Harry has is he is funny. He's witty. Yes. I think as a man, as a, you know, if you when I was watching, I was a young single guy. I'd, I'd go, yeah, I reckon I'm a bit like that. I'm witty. And funny, <laughs> you know? So you kind of like you, you do that. And and, yeah. and and she's also very sort of witty and you know what have you. Yeah. So they are likable because they're funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he charming. Is very, they're yeah. very charming. Yeah. Um, uh, and they're very sort of sparking up each other. But he, yeah. is, he is so pessimistic and so miserable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but there's, just, a scene, there's a bit where in the, when they're in the car journey, remember this, where he has these grapes 
and he's just like stuffing these grapes. And stuff. Just, I hate watching people eat. I've got this real thing. I can't right. eat. I can't. I can't do dinner pies. Right, I hate okay. watching people. So watching this man just throwing these grapes into his mouth is kind of gross. He's yeah. quite. And then he does the bit where he turns to spit the seed out of the window. Out the window. She gets quite gross. But the window's up. She just, pff, just spits up the window. <laughs> and he winds the window down. That was the first big laugh, I think, of the film. Yeah, um, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. And then we're in. But yeah, he's a miserable he old curmudgeon. He, yeah. Because there's, there's a line about how he's so pessimistic. When he gets a new book, he always reads the last page <laughs> in case he dies when he's reading it. So he knows how yeah, it yeah, ends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she's like, that doesn't make you, that doesn't make you deep. That just means, you know, he's straight back. She's straight back at him though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's always got a, a comeback of some sort. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, which goes on through the whole thing. I mean, there's loads of stuff in this this first bit where the 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 sound always cuts out at just the right time when she starts, she goes into the cafe and they're talking about uh, how she's never had sex, or he says she's never had great sex. Mm. They walk into the cafe and everyone goes quiet just as she says, I yeah. have had great sex. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone turns and looks. But they, um, they play with that type of thing a lot. I understand. What? What? Nothing. What? Forget about it. What? Forget about what? It's not important. Now just tell me. Obviously, you haven't had great sex yet. Two, please. All right over there. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. It just so happens that I have had plenty of good sex. Yeah, but and, and, and you know the, the and the script is just brilliant. The script is yeah. just this dialogue going yeah. wall to wall dialogue, just yeah. too funny. It's a, as you say, it's like a play. It's a play. Yeah. But the direction is really good because they just keep the pace keep moving along. So yeah. they're traveling, they're traveling from Chicago to New York, and we follow them on this drive. So, and if you if you turn the if you turn the vision off, you just listen to it. It's just one conversation. Oh yeah, it is. But but, yeah. but they constantly cut from scene to scene to scene. So they're sat in a car. The next moment they're in a, they're they're walking into a into a cafe. They're yeah. sat at a cafe. They're back at the car. But it's literally the same dialogue. You know, yeah. just the dialogue is is nonstop. In a play, yeah, you just, just do that in one location, but yeah, just one long conversation, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah. pace of it all is lovely, and then yeah. these little things. But you see, they're making use of the background, so she'll say a witty line, then there's a beat, and the room's gone quiet. Yeah, carry, you know, it's just it's so well. It's just so well. It's so well it, done. It's so it well is. Made. It's it's beautifully structured. It is. It's got all the proper comic timing that you'd expect mm. from a really good stage show, I suppose. That they're almost waiting for the the audience to have their laugh, and then they go back to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it's different different films altogether. But the the, the Marx Brothers apparently when the yes. Marx Brothers did their movie, you may know, but then the Marx Brothers did, but then when the movies came out, yeah, you could sit in an audience, you'd you'd be laughing at the movie, and you know a stand up comic on stage, you'd sit with the audience are laughing, you stop talking, and just yeah. until they've almost stopped talking, and they're laughing, and then you start talking again. You could sit in an audience, and then and and Groucho would say something funny, the audience start laughing, he doesn't say anything, almost until the audience has stopped laughing. And then he yeah. starts as if you can hear them, and it's yeah. because it was just their their, their films were so they, they were just done in front of a live audience, you know, so yeah. many times they were they were done on stage originally. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, and it just makes you like you know Billy Crystal again. Yeah, had that comedy background. Yeah, um, Rob Reiner, the director. I mean, you know, again, he just grew up in comedy. Yes, his dad was uh, Carl Reiner. Yes, you know, yeah. Um, who worked with Woody Allen? Who worked with uh, you know uh, Mel Brooks and it's just yeah. it's just in them that comic timing is just yeah in them. 
yeah, and they, they seem to have brought that into the film as well to make sure that those, like as you say, those comedy beats are there that they're waiting for the audience to stop their laugh before they go to yeah, the next bit. So clever. Yeah, that, I mean this this section. I mean this this whole first section could be its own what, short movie, I suppose. It kind of ends brilliantly with them just going right. So we'll not be friends then because yeah. we can't be, and then it just stops and they say goodbye in New York and. Sally drives off in a car and Harry walks off in the other direction and that's kind of it. You yeah. could almost have that as being the play. That would be it. Um, well, it is also sort of set up because originally, the understanding was the film had a tra- it was a tragedy. You know, it was, a, it was a funny yeah. film, but it ended tragically. It ended with them not getting together. Yes, so yeah. Kind of I that, yeah. As yeah. in, yeah, they're right. You can't be friends. You know, you, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And it just gives this idea of, yeah, okay, that's, that's probably how it's going to end. That's probably how the movie's going to end, something like that. Just subconsciously, yeah. like it's in there in your, as an audience. Yeah. Kind of prepared for a bit of a sad ending, maybe. Which I suppose kind of makes sense because then we then go into the second sort of talking head comes on um, and you get the two elderly people again who have their, their chat. And um, we then get a, a five years later and it, yeah. it starts almost exactly the same as the first sort of short film was, but mm. reversed round now that Meg Ryan is with a man and is kissing yeah. as Harry happens to walk past. Um, but of course, he doesn't recognize her, he recognizes the man that she's with yeah um as a kind of and and I could ever work out here whether he was faking that that he was recognizing joe and not sally or whether I, it was i, I don't think so definite. if you look at billy crystal's if you look at harry's face when he yeah. walks with there's a moment of like half recognition he, he he's you know he this you can see him thinking yeah who is she i know her but he can't place her yeah I, it's so believable for me yeah. i think it's a lovely little moment oh yeah 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 it, oh, it's, um, it's beautiful and, but it, but, but again, you just and the, this, the, the the writers and the performers and the director are just constantly just pulling the rug from under the audience. You, yeah. you, you're constantly intrigued by this movie because you don't know what's going to happen next. No. You see, you know, they're, they're in an airport. He's arriving. She's there. Oh, we've, we've, you know, five years later, we yeah. know what's going to happen, but we don't because, as you say, the exact opposite happens. He, yeah. You know, their relationship has totally changed. Uh, she's now in a relationship. Um, isn't he in a relationship? Isn't he? Yeah, married? He, well, he, yeah. Because then, happily married. He's happily yeah, married. Yeah, um, happily married because they got on the plane, don't they? Because he then yes, exactly, recognizes yes. her and then gets to sit next to her on the plane. And then he recognizes because that lovely little thing where she has this this OCD thing of like a very specific way of putting food on a plate, and yes, she's ordering the food. And you just see his head appearing from behind the chair. <laughs> yeah. You just click. Ah, yeah. yeah. So lovely. So lovely. Yeah, because everything has to be on the side, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. So you don't want it to get too soggy. Yeah. 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 Um, so, they, they, but then they, they do that same, I suppose, beat that they did through the whole of the first part, where they have a conversation that starts on the plane, and it just continues through the yeah. rest of the this piece, yeah. with them talking about how you know she's in a relationship now, he's happily married, and and whatever else. Yeah. But it is very much a, just one long conversation that just continues through yeah. until they reach wherever they they get to on the plane. If anyone's out there wanting to make a, a good low budget British movie or a low budget movie and they want a tip, just watch when Harry met Sally because it's, it's so cheap to make. It, it was a cheap movie when it came out. Yes, it was, you know, it would American be, budget, so it's big, but it's still cheap. I mean, it's just talking head. It's like a play. It is. Yeah. These two brilliant characters zinging off each other. And all you do, you know, it's a play, but you, you're making a movie, so you need to just just change the locations. And just, yeah. it's, they, they, they do the same trick again. Just, you know, one long conversation but interrupted by just massive changes in, in location. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Would, they, they then, they slightly then change that up for, I guess, what would be the, the third section. Because um, we have our third talking head and we have another five years later. So we're now 10 years after university, I guess. Um, let's try and work it out. Because I think in that second section, uh, Meg Ryan's character, uh, Sally, says that she's 26. So I'm guessing she's like 31 then by this third section, which I think most of the rest of the film takes part yeah. with them being that age. So they're kind of, they're supposed to be early yes. 30s, aren't they? But I think, I think once they get to, yeah, once they get to New York and they get together, we, we, we more or less, we see two Christmases. So I yes. think that, that bit sort of follows a year. I think that's the idea of, yeah. of it. Yeah, um, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they've got this whole thing of they just change their haircuts between these <laughs> these jumps. <laughs> she was like Farrah Fawcett, you know, yeah. Haircut to a, a yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all seemed to do. Um, um, yeah. And and this bit now, Billy Crystal's grown a beard, so Harry's now got a beard, which makes him look older straight away. Yeah. Um, so we now finally meet the other two major characters, who are Marie and Jess. Um, we first off, I think, focus on. Sally, who's with two girls at a restaurant table, uh, talking about well, men basically. Um, yeah, Maurice. Go. I I think it's interesting. A lot of you know, if you, if you if you sort of read about when Harry met Sally, there's a lot of people talking about how it it, it sort of ripped off Woody Allen, which yeah. undoubtedly it undoubtedly it, yeah. it, it has lots of references to. But also, what people when I watched, it, I was thinking how much it's influenced romantic film since then that little scene that sex in the city pretty much isn't it that little it scene is, with, yeah. with, with you know well carrie carrie yeah. carrie fisher in those people <laughs> right. it's, it's, uh you look at that and go, that's just going to be sex in the city isn't it that yes. kind of smart intelligent women talk about sex yeah. you know yeah even um, the fact that she's in a relationship with a married man yes and that's, that's what it's all focusing on it's, yeah. it's and the main one's called carrie which yeah you know, <laughs> how bizarre um, I'd never actually thought that. of that, but yeah. <laughs> and then throughout, and then we go to kind of, and, and what, if you watch it as well, you, you know, so many episodes of Friends. There's little yeah, gags yeah. in here which become whole episodes of Friends later on, and you know, and uh, Ross and Rachel is basically when Harry met Sally. It is, I suppose so. Yeah, there's, there's an awful lot of that whole thing with the Ross and Rachel relationship mm. in Friends, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Gosh, no, yeah, I never, never even thought of that, but yeah, you're right. It, it's it really has influenced an awful lot of them. Um, Comedy films out there and comedy TV series and whatever else, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this the sat at the little lake. That's yeah. again, that's a lovely little thing. It's when we first meet Carrie Fisher. It is, she's, yes, and she's just brilliant. I love Carrie Fisher. Oh, she's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, a great loss. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so they then are taught. She, I think, Carrie Fisher. Then they find out that um, Sally has broken up with Joe, who is the man she was with at the airport in the previous part. Yeah. Um, and is now getting over it. So Carrie Fisher is going to try and set her up with as many different men as possible. Yeah. Um, which is basically the premise of this bit that she's just going to. This is the, this is the catalyst for the story is going to be. Yeah. She's going to be yeah. set up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during which time they we then flick over to Harry, who's in mm-hmm. a baseball cage, having a chat with his friend Jess. Mm-hmm. So we're finally going to meet Jess. Um, there's a wonderful bit in this where they're talking about how he's grown up and all this type of thing. You can say that, it's brilliant. Then, yeah. This kid comes up and goes, how long are you going to babysit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he acts like a complete kid and then goes, yeah, so growth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what were you saying? I was just saying I've grown. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Um, nicely put together. I think, again, it's that 
whole comedy beats that you're just kind of yeah. enough away from what's going on. Something really funny happens. They pause it and then they go back and they get back to the story. Yeah. And it's um, all ca- it's all character as well. The comedy just comes out of the characters. Yes. You know, that's not, if you describe that as a joke, it's not a funny joke. But no. if you, once you've known Billy Crystal's version of Harry, it just yes. becomes very funny that he's yeah. this man child, basically, isn't he? Yeah. And they're playing baseball like two kids, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it only works in the context of the film, I suppose. If, you, if you've not seen it, then go and see it. And then that bit will make sense. How have you not seen it? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you're watching a, a, listen to a podcast about a film and they haven't seen my Harrod Sally. What have you been doing? It's only 32 years old or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should have seen, seen it by now. Yeah. Have you, been, have you been stuck under furniture, to paraphrase <laughs> Harry, the last scene? Yes. Trapped under heavy furniture. Yeah. Um, so they have their bit of chat about how Harry's breaking up with his wife, um, is this the bit where they cut to the baseball yes, game? They then well? actually, yeah, they cut from the cages <laughs> to the actual baseball game. But it's again as they did previously. It's one long conversation, one long dialogue, just cut with different um, locations. And if you, if you weren't watching, and then looked up, you'd be like, "Hold on, what, what's yeah. happened there?" They were having a conversation in the batting cages a second ago, and now they're yeah. at a baseball game. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, the director, very cleverly, I mean, he hasn't just, you know, you could just change locations just to pace it up a bit and move, you know, keep the script moving yeah. along visually. Yeah. But again, you just you use the locations so well. So in this, they, they're, they're in some baseball cages, so we have a bit of fun with that. And then yeah. you see them, I, I, this could be wrong, but I think there's a bit where they're walking through the through, through New York and they've got like, it's in the rain, they've got yes, paper on their head. It's just a yeah. funny looking little thing. Maybe maybe that's not the right. Maybe that's not quite there. But then but then they do cut to this. Um, they're in the store, the stands, the stalls stands of, of the a sports game. game. Yeah, yeah. baseball, I guess. Yeah, and they're having this. And Harry's telling his best friend Jess that his wife's left him, and it's a horrible, very dramatic. Oh, yeah, it is. But comedic, but dramatic. Way. And what makes it funny is that they're doing like in a Mexican wave. So every time Harry says this horrendous thing, they have to stand <laughs> up and cheer. <laughs> and they just sit down again. It's like, oh my word, and, you know. Um, but you look at like sort of Larry David now. It's kind of what Larry David's doing now is that, isn't it? Yeah. It's just that horrible crunch of yeah. uh, misery and uh, comedy. Yeah, it, it is. It's a, a fascinating mix of the way that they've done that, I suppose. Mm. It is what he's saying is, is heartbreaking. The whole, the whole thing of how his wife's left him and she's gone off with another man, everything like that. Yeah. Um, and that she's telling him a story about something else. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he does end it with. And at the end, it, it's because it's not true. And he kind of looks at him like, what, you've been lying to me? But it's not, no, she's yeah, actually yeah. left me for another guy. Yeah, she's then, been lying to him. Then they do the way. Yeah. <laughs> the wave. <laughs> but it's, I guess it's, it's, again, it's just comedy timing, isn't it? It's making yeah. those things, those low beats suddenly hit you with something funny. Yeah. Almost makes the low beat harder to get past because you get past it very quickly. And then you go yeah. think, oh, hold on, what, what did he just say? What's just yeah. happened? And it makes you think a little bit more about it. Yeah. I'm you know, watching comedies now and, um, and you know, they're saying, oh, yeah, it's not a comedy. It's more of a sort of a dr- dramedy. It's like yeah. a comedy drama. Yeah. And what they're meaning is they just stop being funny. They're not good enough. This is my thought. Technically, <laughs> the writers aren't good enough to keep it funny. And they sh- that's their job. They need yeah. to keep it funny. Yeah. Again, watch when Harry met Sally, because it's, it's, it's a very dramatic scene, oh, yeah. really. Yeah, what, what the, Harry, uh, Billy Crystal, and 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 uh, Bruno—they they're playing it as drama, absolutely. Yeah. And then they've got yeah. this, and then the gene, the the, the 
the brilliant idea was we'll just stick this ridiculous thing in. Yeah. It's just tragic. It's awful. It could yeah. be, you know, it could be really, really sad. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. it just keeps you laughing. It just keeps you going, even yeah. though you're you're playing through a very sad, dramatic scene. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's one of those films that you I know I smiled through the whole film. Even at the sad bits, there's a smile on your face because you're never allowed to be I, I, sad I also in the film. Think, I think it was also, and there is so much pace in the film that yeah. you just, you never kind of really get your breath. There's never a bit where you go, oh, I'll just go and get a cup of tea now. Because no. the, for me personally, I'm watching the scene going, oh, this is a brilliant scene. I love this scene. Yeah. And then you straight to another scene, you go, oh, yeah, oh, I love this scene. It's just, <laughs> they're all like that. They're just lovely, yeah. brilliant scenes. There's no fat. There's no bit where you go, oh, a bit of exposition. No. Gonna, the boring bits, gonna, a bit of drama. It's just so watchable, the whole yeah. thing. You can't yeah. take it. And, and there's all these little buttons. You never quite know. Like that moment you just said then when he just said, so Harry's telling the story and he goes, but it's not true. And you audience lean in and go, as you said, what, you've been lying to your friend? No, he's not lying. His wife was lying yeah. to him. It's just constantly just tricking the audience. You just yeah. don't know where you're going to be with it. It's, um, but, but yeah, it's so well done. Yeah, it is. It's, it's yeah. As you can see, as you said before, it's technically brilliant in the way it works for that type mm-hmm. of thing. So, um, so they, they then try to think now. I think we then flick to a, a bookshop where we're back with, yeah, and, and, and yeah, um, and, and again, if, you, if uh, for like for the writers out there listening, yeah. you know, maybe right, I mean, you're still kind of in act one, this is yes. still just the first 20 minutes of the film, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I haven't got, got into the story yet, no, no, and we've done all of this, all of this just constant dialogue, they haven't yeah. stopped talking, um, yeah. and you've had all these beautiful scenes. And you got so no exposition, no one's sitting there telling you what's going on. It just all comes out of the characters, what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And then yeah, and then suddenly we know they're both, we know they're both single. We yes. know they, they don't know they're single. They don't no. know they, they exist anymore. Yeah. But we, the audience, know something they don't. They're both yeah. single, they're both in New York. Yeah. Um, and then boom, we're in a bookshop. Yeah. We're in a bookshop, and we Marie spots Harry reading a book. Um they realise that they know each other, and it, again, it, a mm. conversation strikes up with them there mm. that continues. And suddenly, they're sitting in a restaurant and they're having yeah. a, a, the same discussion, but in a restaurant. Yeah. Um, and again, talking about their their normal subject of relationships, marriage, and and sex, because that is pretty much the only That's thing it. they talk about together. Yeah. yeah, it's it's what the whole thing's about. Um, um. And that then continues through the restaurant. Through the meal, yes, to walking yeah. home. <laughs> so, so we're in, we're in a little bookshop, and Carrie Fisher's there, and her little nudges. She says she's going to set him up with somebody, with yes. one of her friends. She's got this roller decks of single men <laughs> yeah. in New York. Lovely yeah. scene in the previous bit, and then they're just in New York, and then they just happen to bump in. They just she Carrie notices um, Carrie Fisher's character notices uh, Billy Crystal's character, sort of yeah. staring, just staring at uh, her friend. Yeah. And I think the line is something along. She says. Um, there's a guy over there staring at you in personal growth. Yes. That was funny little line. Yeah. It's a funny line, but it's also just, again, it's just like thematically, yeah. you know, is he growing? Is he, is he, is he changing? Yeah. Um, but it's funny. And then she, Meg Ryan's character is like trying to backpedal and go, oh, I don't want to meet him. I know him. He's horrible. He's a horrible man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then she turns and Carrie Fisher's gone. <laughs> she yeah. just ran and left her, <laughs> you know, so that she kind of forces like this matchmaking between them. Yeah. And there's a very skinned, very sort of sparky, Meeting the you know the Meg Ryan character Sally thinks she's not going to like this man she didn't yeah. like him before and then yeah why she the like rugs, him now the rugs pulled from under their feet they they actually they yeah they they they've both have grown a little yes. bit and 
they've grown towards each other, sort of, you know, yep. their, where they where they are in their lives. Yeah. Which uh, this this section then leaves us with them deciding they're going to be friends. Yeah. Um, which is, I guess, the the point. This is kind of uh, is it midway? It possibly is getting towards midway, or it's getting to that enough now that we've we understand who they are or where they've come mm. from and we've seen this sort of growing arc that has led them now to be friends um and i think they, they sort of end it with you know we'll go out for dinner as as friends mm. um and then flicks to another talking head um so you know mm. there's going to be some change in scene or whatever mm. or that's what we're what we've been led to believe from all the other talking heads is there's now going to be a change something big is going to have happened and we're going to jump forward um mm. After this one, there is there's nothing comes up on the screen, which has always come up with the other ones to be like five years later or whatever. This time it doesn't. It just leaves us in roughly in the same place as we were. Um, but you get this again. It's it's this whole thing of there's a conversation going on, but the conversation this time doesn't match the pictures. We've actually got a montage of, I guess, the time that Harry and Sally are now spending together and apart, and showing this friendship growing whilst they're having a conversation, um, which is the conversation they're having on the phone, uh, which revolves around, I think, Casablanca, I seem to remember. Yeah. Because um, I think it's... There's a real Woody Allen trope. Woody Allen was obsessed with Casablanca. Yeah. And again, I think it's a little nod to, to Woody Allen, maybe. I don't know. But very possibly, yeah. Yeah. Probably is, because there's so much in it that is... Mm. You could certainly that. imagine a Woody Allen character, you know, character sitting there, Talking yeah. about Casablanca to you know to Diane Keaton or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks like a Woody Allen film. Really. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, well, this is that this whole section is just I don't know. It's brilliantly done because all of the things that are happening in the apartments with Harry sitting on his own, bashing a wall, off, a ball off the wall, mm. or they're together in the park, they're walking around. Um, none of it all, is also just almost seen by just ripped out of Annie Hall. You know, it is, and she's yeah. dressed like Diane Keaton and Anne Yes, actually, just, she is. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. not hiding the fact that this film is basically, you know, ref, it, you know it's, not just, it's not just a nod towards a Woody Allen film. They're just lifting images and scenes, sections. Yeah, Woody Allen, you know, and going. This is basically Woody Allen's world. Yeah, when, yeah, it is. It is very much like that, isn't it? Yeah, and it, then it then ends with, with this um, this split screen thing that they do. I think they do it twice during the course mm. of the film. Mm. where you get a view of the backs of the two characters' heads, both watching Casablanca on their televisions um, mm. and talking about the filming and talking about where they are within their, their world. So we suddenly go from the montage and the conversation to the conversation they're actually having, having at that point. Mm. We think of this as a, this sort of split-screen device because, like I say, they do use it a couple of times. It's um, an interesting device. It's very 1930s. That's screw. It's very screwball comedy, right? You know, in the, in the 1930s, you know, what you really wanted to have was your romantic couple. In, in the real world, they'd have been in bed. They'd have been sleeping yes. with each other, yes. And they'd have been lying by side, you know, side by side with on the with the pillows, yeah. chatting, pillow talk. But yeah. in the 1930s, you couldn't show that for morality reasons. Yes, so of course. Yeah. Split screen. They'd have them in two separate rooms. Yes. On phones, which I guess was kind of a newish bit of technology back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Chatting on phones with a split screen between them, but it looks as if they're lying in bed. And I guess the audience would have had a bit of a free sort of excitement going, oh, it looks like they're in bed, <laughs> knowing that was a bit naughty. Yeah. Um, 
but you've got past the sensors because clearly they're not. They're, they're in two not, they're buildings. buildings. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's a bit of a nod to that, maybe. Could be, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, I think Woody Allen used a bit of split screen as well, but his split screen was yes. probably just a nod back to previous films. Yes. There were a generation ahead of them. Yes, they're um, nodding back to Woody Allen, who was nodding back to something from the, yeah, the 30s. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But it's a lovely little... Yeah. And I imagine, I can imagine, you know, Nora Ephron, Rob Ryan is sitting there with this script, which is just dialogue, going, how on earth do we make this cinematic? How yes. do we... How, this is not a play. This is a play. How do we put this on in a cinema and keep yeah. it visually interesting? Yeah. And then just any idea they can come up with. And there's he, here's another one. Let's have a split screen. Let's do this. It's just visually interesting. Yeah. Otherwise, they're still. Otherwise, they're sat in a room. What they're sat on a they're sat on a sofa watching Casablanca. Well, we've kind of done that a billion yes. times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just trying to think. Um, that then leads into the the scene the scene that i think <laughs> everyone knows if they've ever even heard of in fact as you said before if you went under heavy furniture at some point you you must know this scene even yes. if you've never seen when harry met sally which is them in the restaurant discussing how uh harry's never had any complaints about sex in the past yeah. that and whatever else and the whole conversation goes to fake orgasms i think they have an okay time how do you know I mean, how do I know I know? Because they... Yes, because they... How do you know that they're really... What are you saying? That they fake orgasm? It's possible. Get out of here. Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Because I... Oh. Right. That's right. I forgot. You're a man. What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. You don't think that I can tell a difference? No. Get out of here. Oh. Oh. I'll have what she's having. Yeah. Um, now, every, I, I, I watch this film a lot. I watch this at least every year. I watch, I've, I've watched this film at least once a year, every year since it came yeah, out. Fair enough. I, I, it, it, to me, it's like a Christmas movie. So it goes on before Christmas. It's that kind fair of enough. Um, 
um, I, every time I watch it, I, I always get surprised that that, that scene's not earlier because there's a bit where they're in, we mentioned earlier before the drive from Chicago. Yes. And they stop off at a coffee, coffee shop. I always think that's where that scene's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And it's not. And I go, hang on, they must have cut the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Why haven't they shown the scene? And then later yeah. on in the movie, they're in a restaurant, you go, ah, this yeah. is the scene. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that cafe in, the, in that first part looks incredibly similar to this yeah. cafe they end up in at this, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's it. Again, if you haven't seen the film, then you must have at least seen this bit mm. because it is. It's been spoofed, I think, by everyone Everybody. at some point. It's been everyone. all over the place. Yeah. I'm sure, French yeah. and Saunders did it at some point as well. So, yeah, it, it's been done. Um, and it ends with, I think, one of the, the the top lines of that: the woman who then goes, "I'll, I'll have what she's having," which is just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's Rob Reiner's kind of it's Rob Reiner's mum who delivers the line. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. So it's him, his mum is on set and she's she delivers the I'll have her whatever she's having. Like, yeah, brilliant. There's a little topper, which Billy Crystal came up with, I think. He, there's a lot of dialogue that uh, you know was improvised. Yeah, um, you know, on 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 set, which is again great credit to the, the director that he's going, yeah, yeah, we've got yeah. we've got Billy Crystal, let's use him. Yeah, yeah. Um I also heard. I I I I um I didn't I didn't hear. I, I was I was before we did this podcast. I was just sort of just trying to remind myself a bit about the story. Yeah. And I was googling, and I found this little thing which Billy Crystal said in an interview, which I which I didn't know until a couple of days ago. Billy Crystal said that apparently Carrie Fisher contributed a lot to the script, as in probably right. like yeah, like script editing. But she but she said. Um, you know, Nora Ephron's written the script. It's, it's really important that there's a, that there's, this woman has, gets yeah. her script out and then she gets all the credit for it. So apparently Carrie Fisher, Fisher even though she, I think she technically did the script edit, is, yeah. what, is kind of what I'm reading to the lines from Billy Crystal's thing. Yeah, yeah. She, she, got, she gets no, Carrie Fisher gets no credit as a, as right. a script. Because, and she, she, at this time, Carrie Fisher was writing scripts. She, she, yes. She famously went on to write and direct some big films. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but you know, so I had Billy Crystal, you know, got this great, I know right from a brilliant writer. She I is, think yeah. she, when she was doing the story, she did also work, collaborate with Rob Reiner, the director. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the whole Harry character, I think, was based on of interviews that Rob Reiner was giving her, you know, so it's, it's, there's, a, there's a huge truth in it. Yeah, yeah. And then I yeah. think the Harry, the Sally character was basically Nora Ephron. So Nora is collaborating very closely with Rob Reiner, the director, to, with the script. Yeah. You've then got Billy Crystal coming in and giving this freedom to ad lib and just chuck yeah. lines in. Yeah. Um, you've got Carrie Fisher editing it. Yeah. Um, wow. And then you've got Meg Ryan as well. I mean, I know, I'm sure there's just this freedom of the cast uh, yeah. to just play with the script and be playful. And it just but, shows. It's just yeah. Brilliant. But I suppose when you, we've only got four main characters in a piece like this, it must be much easier to do something like that. That they must well, be spending I, so much time together that you can, I, you can just play with it and I, change it. Totally. I mean, I, 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 I write, I've written uh, plays that I've gone on, you know, uh, comedies, play, yeah. plays, and I've directed them as well. And it's just sort of, it just feels like a play. You have that, yeah. that sort of, that ability to sort of really get into the depth of the character. I mean, where so many rom-coms, it just, they just bounce along on the surface of yeah, these yeah. characters. You don't really scratch the characters. You don't really feel like you're watching real people. You just feel like you're watching a rom-com you know whereas here it it feels like the director and the actors have had the ability to work a little bit like a director would work with actors in a play where they've they've really thought about their characters and they're bringing something to it yeah i I, you know i'd love to have i'd love to find out how much oh yeah rehearsal process was like but you get that real sense that they've 
these characters really are crafted between the writers and the director and the actors are bringing you know, yeah they, do, they probably never did a, a documentary sort of behind the scenes on it because they probably didn't expect it to be the the hit that it was Absolutely, at the time yeah. but because yeah. yeah that type of stuff would be really interesting to see how they went through that yeah. rehearsal process and made it yeah mm. yeah um as you said it kind of covers two christmases this film so we now get the first of those christmas and new year's parts um yeah. and a beat that they come back to later where we have harry and sally buying a tree um which is obviously the tree for sally's room and they they take it off and the two of them take it off down the street and we do come back to that at the second Christmas, but we'll talk about that later. I, I think that, you know, if, around about the Christmas period, when you do see, you see people, it's, yeah. a, it's a very kind of modern thing. I, when I was a kid, I didn't see people carrying Christmas trees yeah. down the street. I don't yeah. remember. We had we had a blue fluorescent one that went yeah. in the locker. <laughs> so we, yeah. A little tiny thing. Um, but now... That was obviously a Bertley thing. <laughs> Bertley thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we had, but in the northeast, we had forests. We had absolute... Yeah. Kielder was just full of yeah. um, uh, purple... <laughs> Tinsel Christmas, <laughs> tinsel Christmas which we chop down every Christmas. Um, but you now you wander around you know, at Christmas and you wander and you see people all kind of dressed a bit like Diane Keaton or dressed a bit yeah. like Meg Ryan. They've yeah. all got these Christmas. And I'm sure in their head they're all playing out the scene from, from when Harry met Sally getting the Christmas tree. And Friends, they've, they've done the scene in Friends. You know, almost every New York film now you've got the scene of Someone New York, tree, yeah. Yeah. pretty girl with a guy, you know, just... It, it, yeah. That's how you reference we're in love. It's just a it's a stereotype. Yeah. Little thing now. yeah. yeah. There's just a little little vignette of, of what love is. Love is buying a Christmas tree and dragging it through the snow. Yeah. Dragging it together through a thing. Yeah. 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 Um so we then skip to a, a New Year's Eve party where they're dancing. And this is where they, they say that um if you're ever stuck for a date on New Year, if we're both single, then mm. I'll always be your date on New Year, which is obviously again something they're gonna come back to later on yeah so sort of telegraphing how it's going to end again. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah um but there's and there's almost a kiss as well i think or yes. is there a kiss or yeah. there might even be no, a, they, a peck they get, or something yeah they kind of get cheek to cheek yeah. um and it's kind of oh, we can go cheek to cheek now but then there's a look in both their eyes and again it's it's excellent direction that he yeah. makes them spin so you see billy crystal kind of obviously being into it and then it goes yeah. around to Meg's Ryan's face, who obviously is also into it. And then they decide yeah. that they need some air. So they go outside before, right. before the big midnight kiss. That's right. Yeah. But they're in love. We know they're in yeah. love. Oh, We've seen absolutely. them in love. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, this is the midpoint. I think this is actual the midpoint of the it film. Probably now, is, I, I yeah. Yeah. Because I think the then, the then is another talking head because they kind of just mm-hmm. leave them. It's New Year. They're outside having a kiss. Because um, this is where they finally get Marie and Jess to meet. Yeah, um, uh, and it took me a little while to work out what's going on here, actually. And I, I think I don't know whether I understood it better other times I've watched it, but um, Harry is trying to fix Jess up with Sally. Yes, and Sally is trying to fix Marie up with Harry. Yes, um, and I actually, when they were first talking to each other, I actually thought it was the other way around that they were trying to fix each other with each other. So, right. um, Jess with Marie, which is how it ends up being, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some again some wonderful conversation in here about how you know oh she's got a good personality so she's not attractive then she can't be both um, yeah. so no she's she's attractive yeah but she's beautiful and it's yeah. this whole conversation about how when we're describing someone if you describe them as having a good personality that must mean they're ugly 
Um, yeah, it's really kind of warts and all, isn't it? I mean, yeah. the, the you know the, the writing of it is you know yeah. men are pigs, but but women <laughs> are a bit cruel as well. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 not a romanticized view of romance. It's a warts no, and all view of romance. Not at all. I mean, it, it's it doesn't pull any punches, and it doesn't um, it doesn't make men look worse than women or women look worse than men at any point. It's very, it's very two-sided all the way it's through. It's totally balanced. You've got these two, yeah. you know, yes, this, the symmetry of it. Again, yeah. just the structural symmetry of it. Yeah, they're both equally as, as powerful or as, as wrong or as stupid as each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, it's a quite a short section, this one. I think this is the shortest section of the film because it is literally just Jess and Marie meeting for this meal. Mm. Um it's obvious when they're at the meal that Harry is trying to big up Sally and Sally's trying to big up Harry, but that's just not working. Mm. Um, and they have the, this little conversation about a line that Marie's seen in a, a magazine somewhere. And Jess goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I wrote that. And that mm. obviously then sparks off this relationship between them. Um, but I think that they, neither couple wants, neither Harry or Sally wants that to be the thing that happens because they're trying to protect each other, or they think they're trying to protect each other. Um, they say that. And there's a scene yeah. where we quickly move out of the restaurant to them trying to get a taxi home. Yes. And the, this double day thing hasn't worked. No. The plan was for Harry to get Sally to go out with his best friend, as you say, and, yeah. and Marie's yeah. going to be getting off with Harry. And it hasn't worked. Neither of them really like each other. And and I think, again, if you think about when you were single, I mean, I, that kind of thing. You've been set up as me going, I just don't like them. You know, I just, just, let, them down, just yeah. let them, well, just let them down. Don't let them, she's, yeah. they've been through a really bad time. Don't be blunt. Don't, yeah, yeah, of course I'm going to be very, I'm, they're both, and they're both separately having this exact same symmetrical conversation. Yeah. There's a lot of symmetry. Again, these cut screens, there's a yes. lot of, there's total symmetry between Harry and Sally and the couple, you know, there's a lot of that being played with. Yeah. So there's and, beautiful symmetry in the scene where they're basically saying exactly the same thing. Yeah. And Bruno, um, Jess, Harry's friend, and yeah. they both go, Yeah, of course we're gonna be sensitive. Of course we'll we'll give it a couple of days and then we might get in touch with each other, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and on a button, within uh, one of them goes, uh, I'm tired, I'm gonna get a taxi. I'll jump in with you. And then boom, yeah. they've gone. They're gone. <laughs> Together, they're in a taxi. <laughs> Harry and Sally are alone again on the street, you know. Yeah, just looking at each other, yeah. They've both been dumped. They've both been dumped. They've both been dumped uh, yeah. by their other person. Yeah, ah, exactly the right. same time. Yeah. Exactly the yeah. same time. Yeah. But again, it's that thing of it's something a little bit sad, then has a perfect comedy beat on the end because they they kind of they do with the say, I'm gonna get a taxi. Right, I'll come with you. And they're yeah, just yeah. gone. It's almost like you if it was a cartoon, you'd have the shape of the taxi would still be there as it's gone. <laughs> it's <a> little... <laughs> um, so well done. And the phys- yeah, the physical comedy element of it is just boom, and they've gone. Yeah. yeah. Taxi? Then, go on. Yeah. I was going to say, taxi, and then boom, yeah. they've gone. That's it. Yeah. They're off. Yeah. Um, but that is, that's the very short section, because we then very quickly into a, another talking head. Um, and this time there is a, a time jump. So we have a time jump of, of four months, I think it was. I'm trying to remember. I've got notes here. Yeah. yeah. So there's a time jump of four months, um, and they're buying presents for, I think, a housewarming present rather than a wedding present at this point, because we have a wedding later on. It doesn't say. They I think. Say I think what they, is though? Do they? We know they're buying presents for um, their their two friends who, yes. you know, four months later, clearly now a couple. You know. Yes. But again, I'm sure the first few times I watched the movie, I didn't even pick on that. I didn't. Think, yeah. I don't think I picked that up. I don't think. It was just a funny little scene, but uh, yeah. And on rewatching the movie, you go, "Ah, oh, right, actually, yeah, this is." Yeah. It is mentioned together. 
Yeah. I mean, this scene is, this scene seems to be there for, for two reasons. One, to let Billy Crystal sing into a karaoke machine. <laughs> um, and then to meet Harry's ex-wife, Helen, with her new man in yeah. the most bizarre, uncomfortable conversation that you could possibly have. Because uh, they just yeah. kind of come up and introduce each other and out of and, nowhere, off camera, yeah. they just sort of slide into view. Hi, yeah. it's, it's his ex-wife with her yeah. new man. Yeah. Um, it also uh, it's, uh, is it Annie Hall? I'm, I'm sure that's there's a scene where Woody Allen meets his partners, his ex-wives. His, his I'm sure it's, uh, isn't it? Isn't it Annie Hall where uh, Alvy Singer, the Woody Allen character, yeah. is Wife has left him for another. Oh gosh, I'm getting yeah, drunk. I was going to say another woman. That can't be right. But they they then they, he then meets his he meets his ex and she's yeah. got some guy and and he's like some little kind of grumpy normal like guy. Yeah, but it's very similar things. Is that awkwardness of just meeting your ex who you're not really over with. Yeah, you know you know you know you know you haven't resolved your problem. You're, yeah. You're, your, uh, you haven't resolved the, sort of the grief of losing them. Yeah. You meet them and they've got their partner and you have to try and be polite. Yeah. It's just yeah. a, an awkward moment, which, yeah. um, which we which we have in this this scene. Where they're, yeah. And they're singing karaoke and and she's <laughs> Meg Ryan, really bad at singing karaoke. She's hilariously <laughs> bad at singing. Yeah. I don't and wonder if really, she's actually that bad at singing or if she's actually really good but doing really bad singing. Yeah. But she's bad. She's really <laughs> bad. It's cute as well. She's adorable. And she's really kind oh, yeah. of cute and adorable singing away. Yeah. And she's like, what? What? Is it my singing? Everybody hates my singing. And of course, it's not. <laughs> off, off screen, he has seen his ex-wife yeah. with her new partner. And they just, yeah. out of the blue, yeah, there's, yeah, there's another rug pull. Where, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, they have, they've sort of talked about it through the film that, that Harry has never really got over Helen. Um, they talk about it in several times in different conversations here and there about how he misses her and all this type of things. So they are, mm. They've always been building up to this happening and the effect it would possibly have on Harry. And it, it does have a, a major effect because we now jump to Jess and Marie's house where they're talking about some coffee table that's made of a wagon wheel with a, a glass top on it. I love this scene. <laughs> um, and Harry just goes off on one on, on a proper rant about divorce and you know, putting names in the books and things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, he hasn't got over his divorce, has he? He hasn't resolved. No. Oh, maybe this is this is him coming. This is him kind of resolving it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting out there, and he's arguing and shouting about it. Maybe that's how he has to do it to resolve it. Possibly, yeah. But we see it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and again, it's that sort of that asymmetry this time because you've got their two friends, uh, Jess and Marie, uh, who. You know, we've seen them. They met and they just fell in love instantly. Yes. They just jumped yeah. in a taxi yeah. and went, this is it, we're in love, thank you, yeah. we're going to get married now. Yeah, four they months later, we get married, yeah. Four months later, they live, they're moving in. You know, and they're, But they're also having an argument as well, I think. They are, yeah. They're arguing over something, you know, but it's a loving argument. It's a, yes. it's a bicker. It's a lovable, loving, lovable playful bicker. Yeah. He, 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 she, <laughs> she's basically saying, you have to chuck out, Marie is saying to, to, uh, to Jess, you have to chuck out some horrible coffee table. And, yes. And that's what they're kind of lovingly bickering over. Whereas yeah. Harry has lost it, you know, yeah. and he's just, and it's, yeah, it's a scene where he's saying, you know, you have to write in old books, everything, because at some point you're going to be fighting over this crappy coffee table, you know, <laughs> and there's a lovely little bit when they, when they storm out and she and Marie, Harry Frischer turns to her partner and really lovingly, they, they're such a beautifully in love couple. 
they, that's who you aspire to be, really. I want to yeah. be that couple. <laughs> she says, you know, honestly, don't ever worry. I'll, I'll, I'll never fight over that coffee table. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, they're just going to kiss us. It's brilliant, yeah. Uh, and then the next scene, you see him outside and Harry and Sally are on the steps outside this sort of brown, yeah. this tenement thing, resolving it, you know, and Harry's yes. kind of resolving it. And just as they're resolving it, again, it's like, it's quite a little dramatic scene. He's resolving all of his grief over his wife and it's, yeah. and, and he calms down and, and there is a moment of, love and connection between yeah, Harry yeah, and yeah. Sally. Yeah, the just as they're yeah. doing that that moment of seriousness, the door bursts open and this guy's chucking this coffee tip out because he's lost <laughs> the argument with his wife. It's just yeah. a little funny button on a on a dramatic scene. Yeah. Which again it's it's what they do. It's those same beats that they've they've we've talked about now through each of them yeah. that anytime there's anything that's just a little bit too dramatic or a little bit too serious, they just put a little comedy beat in just to make it go Oh yeah, it's a funny film again, isn't it? And it's and it's just technical writing. It's just somebody yeah. sat there and they've thought, right, technically, we're gonna just make this as good as we can. We're not gonna yeah. be lazy. We're not gonna we're not gonna just go, oh, it's a bit of drama. This is the dramatic bit. This is the dramatic. Who cares? The audience want us, the audience want comedy, and you just have to keep on finding in a dramatic scene. How can we make this funny? Yeah. They've been so clever in how they've just you know, they're constantly surprising us. And we yeah. don't we don't know the door's gonna open. There, there, no. There's Harry and Sally on some steps. There's nothing funny in this scene at all. It's a dramatic scene. Yeah. And the door opens, this little ridiculous man comes out and chucks out a coffee table. And we all laugh and go, oh, yeah, yeah we're in comedy still. Yeah, it's great. Um, and I think we then have a, another passage of time because we're then suddenly at a party. Um, I think they're playing Pictionary or something like that. And Sally's trying to draw a really bad picture that she obviously understands. Baby Fishmouth. Baby yeah, fish baby mouth. fish mouth, yeah, because that's the thing. <laughs> so, because that's the thing, because that's the thing, yeah, baby fish mouth, that's the thing. So that scene, how many times has that scene been done again? In oh, Ron yeah. Ron? That's again, constant, and I'm sure that was the first it. time that scene had been done. I think that yeah. was, you know, uh, Pictionary was probably, kind of, was that a new thing? Maybe it's been around for hundreds you know of years. It, it possibly was around the late 80s, the Pictionary sort of coming out. It was probably brand new at that, that point, yeah. I could yeah. imagine that. Let's pretend it was, but yeah, it, it was, know, <laughs> maybe the first time. It was, I think it was the first time it was put on film. I'm going to say yes. When they did the scene, apparently Rob Briner in the script it said they play picture. They play a pictionary. Yeah, and she draws a, a mouth. A, you know, um, what's the, what? What is she trying to draw? Baby, baby talk. talk. Yeah, and she draws baby talk. Now that whole scene was improvised. Yeah. That, that, that whole scene wasn't in the script. And so they do the yeah. script where they, you know, they, they, they do the whole scene where they're trying to guess yeah. this ridiculous drawing. Yeah. yeah. And that scene has been done a thousand times yeah. since then. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and it's never as, really as funny as that one. Friends yeah. have done it, you know, yeah. a couple of, probably a couple of times now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of become a trope scene a little bit. It, it? it has, I suppose, but it, it, it works and it, it it's, it's a, I think it was the first time done. The, it, I think this was the original one and it's yeah. just well done. Yeah. <laughs> Baby yeah. fish mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this, they then have this conversation because obviously Harry is with a girl at this point and um, Sally is with a, a guy as well. So they, they seem to have found relationships during this time between um, the chucking out the coffee table and now. Yeah. Uh, but no one seems to like, or Harry doesn't like the guy that Sally's with and Sally doesn't like the well, girl. They're both jealous, aren't they? They're yeah. both. If the deal is that they are just friends and they're grown yes. up, and, you know, they're not gonna, they're not in a relationship, so it's no. actually fine for them to have relationships Absolutely, with other people. Yeah. Is what they're, is what they're telling each other. Yeah. Um, and then we actually see. I think there has been a mention early, very early on. There's been a mention that they've been seeing other people. Yes. Yeah. This is the first time that we actually see them in a, a dinner party with their friends, and they're yeah. having to face the reality of what it's like. Yeah. 
to the person who they really are in love with. Yes. They, they haven't accepted it yet, but they're in love with the person and that person's now in a relationship and they, and they have to physically see them with that other person. Yeah. Of course, they're both jealous. They're both jealous of the other person's uh, yeah. partner. They're both, they do, they're both finding faults. Yes. Person. And their friends yeah. are going, no, they're lovely. Sally's boyfriend, he's great. Yeah. Uh, Harry's girlfriend, she's yeah, lovely. She's lovely. You know, she makes cakes, yeah. <laughs> cakes, yeah. Puddings, so there's puddings. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So again, what we're seeing is, you know, this this love this jealousy going on yeah and again and, it's and, uh, every scene every scene that premise that, that that's put in the first few minutes of the film can can two people be friends or does sex get in the way or does you know does, yeah. does sexual attraction get in the way yeah every scene in the movie is that question in some form or another you constant that's all they're doing it's just they're just they're just interrogating that that idea yeah. in every single scene it's so yeah. tight the film yeah um yeah. so well done and in this scene that that is that you know well that, how do you be, you know, how do you be friends? Because you, you feel they find the person attractive and then they're, you know, they're there with their partner, their new partner. Yeah. yeah. And you just get lots of, I suppose, knowing looks. Um, it's a lot of direction here that you just see the faces that Harry and Sally are pulling when mm. the other one's not looking, which mm. is obvious that they're looking and they're, they're jealous. Jealous. Yeah. And there's, there's love going on there. Yeah. Mm. Um, within, I suppose, they kind of now have this, this other scene where, it is a brilliant callback that I noticed. I, I just noticed it so much this time where Harry's sitting reading a book and it's a big Robert Ludlum book. And he's obviously just opened at the first page. And the first thing he does is he turns ah, the back, turn the back page, page and he reads the back page <laughs> just in case. Um, which it, it again, it's this thing that they do all the way through. They give you nods back to things that they've told you just to yeah. refresh your memory and make you go, oh yeah, you said that before. That, that makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, but done in such a subtle way that if you weren't looking for it or you weren't paying full attention, you'd miss it completely because yeah. he has yeah. just got a book in his hand and he doesn't, they don't call anything to it. It's just obviously no. flicks to the back. Yeah. Um, so Sally calls Harry because Joe, who she broke up with ages ago, is getting married. Yeah. Um, and Joe, and I, th was, I think Joe was the guy we met at the airport. I, yeah. I think, isn't it? He, yeah. He, so he's a long time ago. He's way back in the past. But I think, I think they have discussed at some point that Joe was the love of her life and she was yeah. the one that she, she wanted to marry him. So, and again, it's the symmetry because we've seen yeah. Harry get over his wife and then yeah. he meets his wife and he clearly hasn't got over her. Yeah. And we've heard that Sally's saying she had the relationship with her boyfriend. She's over him. Yeah. And then we have, as you're saying, they had this, they had this phone call years and years later. Yeah. And again, she clearly, she hasn't processed she has, it. She's yeah. not over at all. Yeah. Um, and Harry goes over to comfort her just to be with her as a friend. <laughs> and it uh, ends up in both them sleeping together, basically, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, which obviously I think became something very awkward very quickly when they are certainly more so for Harry, I think, than for Sally. Uh, you know, yeah, there's, the, there's that brilliant bit where I, I was chatting to my wife. I was saying, um, what's your favourite scene in Harry Met Sally? And she was this. This is her favourite scene. Right. Um, this is the bit where they wake up in the morning and the camera, I think it was even, was it used on some of the posters or something? I think it is, yeah. It's an image yeah. that was used. And it's like, she's all gorgeous and her hair's all, you know, JBF, whatever, you know, she's just, she's just waking up in the morning and Harry, the camera comes around, Harry's just looking dead ahead, mortified, yeah. Yeah. just like, oh my, he wants to gnaw his arm off and get out of there. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, an, yeah, cringe, it's cringing. It is, and, that, it is. and again, it's in that, and it just synthesizes in that image, this is the obstacle. It's an entirely yeah. internal obstacle because he loves her. We all know he loves her. Yeah. 
she loves him. Yeah. She's now in love with him. Yeah. And there's no external, there's no external obstacles apart no. from themselves. Such yeah. a sort of Jewish New York, you know, again, Woody Allen comedy. Yeah. All the obstacles, just internal psychological problems um, that they have to deal with. Um, yeah. In his face. <laughs> it is, it's, it's brilliant. That, it was is, it, that was the poster. Was that a poster? It was the poster. I'm sure yeah. it's the poster yeah. for it. Where yeah. It is literally just him staring. <laughs> <laughs> and she's curled up on his chest. Um, yeah, looking yeah, gorgeous. You know, like, yeah. why would you not want to? What? what Absolutely, yeah. It, it's it's bizarre, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Um, so this this obviously then leads to the breakup of their their friendship, I suppose, because Harry doesn't want to be, or he tells himself he doesn't want to be in love with her. And he just want to be with her. Um, Sally obviously can't decide. They have another one. This the the other split screen here where they have. Sally on the phone to Marie at the same time as Jess on the phone to right. Harry, which is just beautifully put together. Yeah, um, and I mean, again, it's constant use of symmetry in the films. Yeah, you know, they've, they've got these four couples. They're going to just they're gonna, we're going to see this for the whole film. This sort of symmetry. Yeah, of the couples and, and asymmetry as well. You know. Yeah, so the, they do they mirror each other's conversations about how they made a big mistake and whatever else, and yeah. it fits in. Um, and they both, I think both Marie and Jess say to come over for breakfast and then look at each other. Like, yeah. the exact same moment. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, which luckily now, they don't want to do. Is that, now, the, when, I, when I watched that, the thing, there's a couple of things. One was like, why have they both got te- telephones by the sides of the bed? Is that a yeah. thing? We have, we have two, that must be two separate landlines because they both ring separately. Yeah. Um, I guess the Americans are just really rich. Well, you know, be, yeah, because when I was a kid, I was surprised people had fridges. To be honest, <laughs> massively fridges, but stuck outside. Two, yeah, why have they got telephones <laughs> by their beds? Um, but yeah, I guess it's an American thing. Because yeah, it's it's probably pre-mobile phones, certainly to that extent. They didn't totally. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Harry's yeah, on a payphone wherever he is. Yes, he's not on a, a mobile phone walking home or anything like that. Is he um, not right? 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 He's, he's <laughs> definitely on a payphone that he sticks on the wall later on. Right. Um, so. Yeah, they must have two landlines. How bizarre. Crazy, isn't it? Um, now, apparently that scene was really difficult to film because technically what they did was they they, they filmed it, you know, in real time. So yeah. there was there were three st- stages, you know, stage set. Oh, right. There's a stage set with uh, Harry on his on his land on his yeah. call box, what you're saying, feeding coins in whatever he's doing. And then yeah. there's the bed scene with uh, Jess and Marie and beds yeah. with her with their two telephones. Yeah. <laughs> seems a bit over the top. Definitely. Um, and then there was well, where's where's Sally? Is Sally at she's home in or? she's in uh, her bed at home. Her bed, I think. Yeah. So there, there were three different sound stages, and they they did it real, so that you know the the, the calls were going on. Wow. And they've had three different things filming, and it, it took a day to film the scene. That they did the first take, and the first take, you know, the scene is like what thirty seconds long, yeah. forty seconds long. Yeah. They did the first take, and it was fine. But somebody, the sound guy, went, "Oh, I can hear a bird." So they, oh. they heard a bird. So they did the take again. And every time they did the take, one of the actors fluffed it. Oh, and it no. took an entire day technically to get it. Because it's quite complex. Yeah. 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 Because you wouldn't have thought they would do it like that. You would have thought they would do three separate filmings and then but, put it together. But... but if you care about the comic timing, then oh, yeah. you would. Because you go, we need these people to be really speaking to each other. Yeah. yeah and going just, back to a. a a player, that's how you were doing a player, wouldn't you? You just yeah. light it slightly differently and have them in the three different areas of the stage. And they'd, and... they'd be sat next to each other, absolutely. Yeah. Having the conversation, um, yeah. And that's how they kind of filmed it. Um, yeah. If you didn't care, you could just go, oh, there's a much cheaper way of doing it. We'll, fill, we'll, we'll film all of Billy's scenes. Billy can go away. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get Meg in, film her scenes. She yeah. can go. No, but they didn't. And it was like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know whether it was worth a day's filming, but it, that, that, I think it was just that love that they that, that they had. Yeah. Technically, just getting everything right. I think. Yeah. That, that was the important part, I imagine, to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. We now so shoot the bird, though, wouldn't you? What yeah, oh, definitely. Bird? Get rid what of the bird. What was a bird doing on the film set? Oh, there must be a way of getting that bird out without <laughs> refilming. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so the the film now, um, it's kind of coming towards its its conclusion, I suppose, because we've got all the the stuff's been set up correctly mm. that these two are in love. Um, they don't really know it properly themselves, so we get lots of stuff of them both talking to their respective friends. So Harry's talking to Jess, Sally's talking to Marie about each other but not really about each other and about their feelings, mm -hmm. um, which I think come, finishes off then in the wedding. So Marie and Jess's wedding. Yeah, so I, I, again, for like the writers, we, we're kind of in act three, I suppose. Yeah. We're, we're sort of rattling towards the end and everything's, yeah. everything has now gone wrong. Everything yes. that was set up in the premise, can two friends, can a man and a woman be friends? Friends, yeah. No, they can't because the sex gets in the way. Absolutely. Well, here we go. Sex got sex did get in the way. They yeah. now can't be friends. Yes, yeah, they proved the it. Yes. It's also again, as you, as you as you said, that little sort of mini film that we saw at the beginning. Yeah. These two couple bickering on a car journey yeah. and then separating. Well, this is what this is the this is what's going to happen. This is where it came you, to. Yeah. You yeah. can't you can't have this once you've had sex. That's it. You have to separate. You can't be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got to be a couple, or you you've got to separate. End of story. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we're now kind of watching that, and you get that. I got the impression that that, that um, Sally is very much in love with yes. Harry, and she's she's there. She's got that point of going, yeah, I'm, I get it. I'm I'm in love with this guy, but he's been really horrible and cruel to me. Therefore, you know, I, I, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to unlove him because yes. to protect myself. Yes, he is also in love with her, but I think again, it's just that psychological obstacle. He can't. The only thing stopping him is him. Yes, he can't. He can't accept that he's in love with her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. You know, the question is why? I don't know. I, I don't know why, but it's a question that you ask, it asks yeah. the audience to consider. Yeah. And it's not, it's never, never laid in a plate, but it's believable. You, yes. you, only, got, you only got to meet a man. Yeah. And you can't get it. I get why a man can't commit, you know, because yeah. also, but also a woman, it could be the other way around, but you know, it could I be, they could have done it either way. And either way, would a person, I yeah. get why a person can't commit. Yeah. And you can't commit. Yeah. yeah, but they so then they have this full blown argument, Harry and Sally, in, at the wedding, um, which ends with Jess toasting Harry and Sally just as they come back into the room after yeah. she slapped him on the face and told him where to go, um, which then kind of ends that bit. Um, so I then... think this is the this is the bit again. You had a very dramatic scene, yeah, a proper dramatic scene. Does yes. she hit him? I imagine she, hits she hits him. him. She does. She, she slaps him. him. Yeah. Bang. You know, it's a very short, pithy, dramatic scene. It's all out there. And yeah. then they walk into the wedding. Yeah. And as they walk into the wedding, it's literally as they're doing, as, as a bride and groom are doing a toast because Harry and Sally are their best man and whatever it is. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They're just walking. Oh, my gosh. Everyone's staring at them. Again, that silence of just yeah. that awkward silence. And I think there's a little funny line where one of the the bride or the groom say, if either one of us had found the other one remotely, is this the bit where they yes. go, if either one of us had found either one of Harry or Sally remotely attractive, we wouldn't be married today. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. Laugh. I that's think that's the, the bang. bit. That's the laugh, yeah. And they're just stood next to each other, just mortified with embarrassment and yeah. fury and rage. It's, just, yeah. Yeah. it's all over. There's no way this couple Absolutely. can ever get together. It's yeah. finished. Well, certainly in Sally's mind, she's now established that she can't. 
Um, because we now mm-hmm. get a, the montage, it's obviously Christmas again, yeah, because we have Sally on that same street that she was with Christmas Harry tree early on the Christmas tree, dragging a but now she's struggling out on her own, um, which is nice harking back to it. Um, we then get Harry obviously has in his mind, either still wants to be friends or has worked out that he's in love with her. Um, and he's desperately trying to get a phone call to her. She keeps putting loads of phone calls out and she's ignoring mm-hmm. the phone. Um, I think it gets to the point where he's actually singing with his karaoke into the phone to try and yeah. get an answer, which is when she then finally answers it. Um, yeah, but he could still be just, it's believable that he's just being a funny friend. He's just trying just to be a friend, yeah. funny friend or, you know... Um, or he's just in it for sex or something, yeah. you know. Just yeah. you don't know, you don't, you don't feel like he's in, he's in love the way she's no. in love. No, he just wants to have his friend back. I guess is what it appears. He's lonely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Get on the rebound. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, it then goes through Christmas quite quickly because we're suddenly at the the New Year's party. Um, yeah. So I, I, I. I I think from the moment of yeah, from from I think from the moment from sleeping together, yeah, because that's kind of like Thanksgiving or something. I think when so, it, yeah. So from sleeping together to the end of the movie, this is actually it's just kind of rattling along it now. Does, yeah, absolutely. Having had twelve years, pace. twelve years from their first meeting to this <laughs> bit, we're now doing it quite quickly, like yeah, more, like more like a normal rom com would do. In terms yes, of time, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, so very um, just. Lots of different shots. Harry's talking about how he's quite happy being alone at New Year. Meanwhile, we see um, Sally dancing with different people at the party and really not enjoying herself, mm. um, which ends with Sally saying she's going to leave just at the same time as Harry decides to run through the whole of New York to get to the party where he knows she is. Now, again, this scene is clearly just the end of and um, end of Manhattan. This yes. the end of Manhattan. Woody Allen, he he's a very selfish, self-absorbed man who yes. who's had the opportunity of loving this well, much younger. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the girl who you know this young this young girl, very yeah. attractive girl. He's had the opportunity of being of having a relationship with her. And he's turned her down, and then he's it's the same scene. It's almost scene for scene. Is, he's sat yeah. in his flat. He picks up the phone. And there's a bit where he realizes he's made a mistake, and you see it on his face, "I've made a mistake." And he and he and, he, and she sit in the Woody Allen film again. The, the clock is really racing now yeah. because she's leaving to get on an airplane to leave forever. Yeah, yeah, and, he's yeah. it. and he and Woody Allen in, in Manhattan, he runs through the streets, and you see the shot. He's running towards the camera. We, we, we the camera sort of tracks him down the streets of New York. He runs between vehicles. Um, getting faster and faster. There's a swirling sort of Gershwin track going on. Yeah. And what we now see when Harry met Sally is almost shot for shot the same yeah. end. Is yeah. It is, yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. But also, to be fair, it's shot to shot for pretty much every other rom-com that's been made ever since of a man running through his urban yes. street yeah. towards a girl who's about to leave forever. Yeah. And then he gets there. Yeah. And so we can forgive him. Well. Yeah, absolutely. And then he, he, he announces his undying love for her. Um, and gives her reasons why, rather than saying that he's desperate, because she basically says he's just desperate. Um, but he, he's realised at this point that he's not desperate, that he does actually love her, this is the person he wants yeah. to be with. So I think their fear was, we mentioned this, sort of, it was a scene earlier on in the movie where it sort of telegraphs this, where, where they're at a party on New Year's Eve, yeah. and one of them says to the other one, I think Harry might say to Sally, if we're alone next year, yes, we'll go on a date, and it's quite a cute little, it's a cute moment because what yes. they're really saying is we like each other. Let's go on a date, but they, yeah. they, 
that's kind of cute. Yeah. But here we are a year later. And from Sally's point of view, like, this is horrific. I mean, I, I've, I've fallen in love with this guy. I've yeah. date. fallen in love with him, slept with him. He's now been awful to me. Yeah. And now he's come back because he's lonely. I know yeah. it. I, he's lonely. That's why he's coming back. Not because he yeah. loves me. He's lonely. I'm just his fallback. Yeah. And so the film's still going to end tragically because, you know, there's, there's an argument happening. Yeah. And then there's a beat where you think all is lost. Yeah. And then Harry turns to Sally and he has to just convince her. He has to convince her. Yeah. That he loves her and he does it with this lovely little speech about the little crinkle in her nose. Yeah. And yeah. When you, when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want it to start now, not tomorrow. Yeah. It, apparently again, Billy Crystal Im- improvised or came well, up with that little speech. Yeah. 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 Um, and Meg Ryan has got a little crease. In her face, <laughs> you know? It's just, it's just a, it's such a lovely, and you, for the film to work at this point, you have to believe, Absolutely. you know, the, the moment before he does that speech, you have to believe, this can't work. He's just left it too. It's too little, too late. There's no yeah. way this woman's going to forgive him. And then the, and somehow he has to convince this woman who's never going to forgive him. Yeah. And you have to believe at the end of this speech that she forgives him. And yeah. I, and I, I do. I, I want yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that. That's just that's looks truthful to me. Yeah, it's really truthful. It does, and it obviously then pans up away from them with them kissing, and we have them. Um, their talking head comes in at the end. They start yeah, talking to the top. Yeah, yeah. And then we get yeah. that final talking head about their their marriage and their wedding and how they met each other and, and whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice little ending. Which yeah. as you, I think you said earlier on wasn't supposed to be the ending it it got. Well I think but, the first draft the first in the first draft yeah. it was felt that it would end as a tragedy. It would end with them yeah. not getting together. Yeah. When when they did the first draft, as I, as I say Nora Efron, I think it, it, it interviewed Rob Ryan the director. And, and the, the main character is heavily based on him. And at this time, Rob Ryan had just got a divorce. <laughs> yeah. so he had quite a dark view on the story. Yeah. So it was quite a darker story. Yeah. And then I think by the time they got to make the film, it was many drafts later, Rob Ryan yeah. was in a relationship with his next wife. And so he was like much more romantic himself. And so they, <laughs> they gave it a more romantic ending, which yeah. thank goodness it would have been. Oh, yeah, it would have been horrendous, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, but the Woody yeah. Allen film, you know, the Manhattan ends as a tragedy because he yes. doesn't get the girl. The girl goes. No. It's a very sad, it's a beautiful ending of a film. Whatever you think of Woody Allen or his film, it's a brilliant ending of a yeah. film, Manhattan. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And it's this is so close to it, but it has that it has the bounce. It's like, yeah. what if Woody Allen persuaded the girl? What if she stayed? You know, yeah, um, yeah. Which is that what he does here? Yeah. And it's also go back that's the same Casablanca moment, isn't it? You know, that totally. I, I thought that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. It is the, absolutely right. It's the Casablanca moment where, yeah. again, we've had this sort of telegraph of Casablanca. You're right. I hadn't thought that. Maybe yeah. it, maybe it's kind of priming us to think, oh, we're going to have a Casablanca moment where yeah. it's tragic and they leave, but the good, yeah. you know, we have a little laugh about, but we don't, we get, we get the romantic. We get what we wanted. Yeah. I suppose. What we really want, which is yeah. to get together. Yeah. Yeah. Which I suppose is the American way to end most rom-coms that it has to end with a happy ending and the couple are, well, they made the millions, didn't they? They made yeah, millions out of the movie, so it was the right choice in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be a very different film, I think, if they hadn't done that. So yeah. No. Yeah, um definitely. that takes us pretty much to the end. Have we have we missed anything? Uh titles <laughs> rule, black and white titles, Woody Allen's titles rule, yes. a bit of Gershwin going on. So you know, still Woody Allen, Woody Allen land. Yeah. Um no, it's just a beautiful, beautiful. But the question is, but it doesn't the thing what makes it interesting to me is the film ends and I think you're still left with the question. You know, it, it's 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 kind of answered the question. You know, can yeah. two people fall in love? Yes, they can. Because they be friends. Yes, they can. But I'm still left with the question, as in, 
do they make it? In five years' time, if we go back, would Harry and Sally be together? I, yeah. And I don't know. I think I think Marie and uh, Jess, Jess, I think they probably yeah. would be together. Yeah, you know, they, they could kids, be. They'd be together. They look like a couple. Harry and Sally, they've spent a lot, of, they've had 12 years of bickering and art. You know, yeah. they've got lots of reasons why they would not be together. Yeah. And that's well, quite nice. I think it does leave you a question. Yeah. I mean, they've got lots of reasons everything. why they should be together as well. They've got lots of reasons why they should be together, as well as lots of reasons totally. why they shouldn't be. Oh together, yes, so. absolutely, absolutely. But yeah. if you're in a romantic, if you're if you're in a romantic mood, you go, yeah, of course we'll stay together. Yeah. If you're in yeah. a slightly more realistic mood, you go, <laughs> oh, okay, they're going to be divorced, aren't they? They're never going to last. Yeah, maybe we'll have so. a when Harry met Sally too. Maybe that's something they should have done. I don't know. Or is it better yeah. just to leave it? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you got a, a favourite scene? I know this, we've gone through pretty much all the scenes. Is it the one that you'd say is your favourite? No, you said your, your wife's favourite. I, I can't. I, I literally, just, just before we start talking, I asked Sophie, my wife, I said, what, what was yeah. your favourite scene? And she said that moment of horror, when, when you when you see, you know, Meg Ryan roll over and she's all smiles and yeah. Harry looking horrified. Yeah. That's her favourite awful yeah. moment in it. Yeah. I find it difficult. I, I, I just... I think the reason why this might be my favorite film is because I think I just love every scene, yeah. every scene. I just looking forward to the next little moment. And yeah. I just, I've just zoomed along. Um, so many movies. I Manhattan. So I used to think Manhattan was probably my favorite film. Mm. Um, and I still love the still scenes in Manhattan, which I think are beautiful. And that little ending, the beginning is lovely. The this little scenes and the ending is beautiful. So beautiful. Um, but do you know what? I I just would be tired. I wouldn't. I don't watch Manhattan every year. I'm just tired. I'm just <laughs> tired of the film. Um, but you never tire of this one. I'll watch it next year. I watched yeah, it yeah. before we did the podcast. I watched it again. I thought, yeah, I loved it. Really enjoyed yeah. watching it. Yeah. It's, it's short. It's a very short film. It is, which I do like a, a film that it doesn't quite hit under ninety minutes, but it's just over. Isn't it? I think it's about ninety three yeah. minutes. It's. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And it does, as you say, it zips through. They've got Absolutely really good things to it. There's, there's no zings filler along. in it at all. Because I think if you remade that film now, they'd stick loads of filler in it and it would end up being two and a half hours long and it just totally. wouldn't have the same the same thing. And the fact that they didn't make When Harry Met Sally too, Because <laughs> yeah. I think they loved the film. It was a lovely film. They, they yeah. cared about it. You get, you get the impression that they, it was genuinely something that was crafted and everyone working on it cared Absolutely. about the project. Yeah. Why would you want to ruin that with when Harry met Sally too? No, definitely not. Let, let Woody Allen make that one. Absolutely. <laughs> How do you think it, it holds up then? So 30 years later, is it still as I, well, I watched and... it. I watched it a couple of nights ago with Sophie and the kids. We all watched yeah. it. It's a bit, I forgot how rude it was with yes. the kids. My kids yes. are young, you know, I've got so I've got an eleven year old. Well, I've got an eleven yeah. year old and a fourteen year old. Yeah. And I thought I, forgot. <laughs> I I knew the orgasm thing was there. I thought that's yes. fine. No, they don't mind. Yeah. But there's a couple of fruity words and there's a couple of little bits you go, oh that's a bit grown up. I forgot yeah. that. Yeah, I forgot that was in there. Yeah. Um it's not quite friends, is it? It's not it's not no. that. It's a bit no. more grown up than that. Do you know it's it's got a PG rating, so you would have kind of thought it should be all right. Mm, but generally, yes. films in the the 80s got PG ratings that we probably wouldn't have given PG ratings now. I don't know. Yeah, we were hard to stock back then, weren't we? Yeah, I think up? so. Yeah, I think someone said to me the other day that Ghostbusters is a family movie, and it's like Ghostbusters was never a family movie. Yeah. It just isn't. If you think about the the lines that Bill Murray's character comes up with in that yeah, film, yeah. it's yeah. just not a family movie. It never would be. But no. <laughs> it would be a 18 now, probably. So. Um. But no, I think it holds up really well. It's yep. really watchable now. And there's no kind of, there's no difficult difficult politics in it, I don't think. No. There's no, nothing kind of in there, that sort of sexual politics where you go, oh, that's a bit cringy now. No, because, I guess, because it was written by, you know, it was a rom- romantic comedy written by 
a woman, you know, yeah. a very talented writer. Yeah. And, you know, and it was, you know, it was such a collaborative effort. Yeah. Um, there's so many movies now you watch and just the, the kind of sexual politics of it. You go, oh my word, that's yeah. a bit, you know, I'm yeah, really think, You're right. I don't, I don't think there is anything like that. I think you could, you could probably remake it with exactly the same dialogue now and it would be still work exactly the same. There's nothing in it that you think, well, actually, no, that's really dated now or, or whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah. Except for the two landlines, would now be two mobile phones. So, you know. Mobile phones have <laughs> ruined so many premises of movies, isn't it? We just, you have a mobile phone. We're, we're yeah. <laughs> um, tough question then that I'll ask at the end of all of these, which is, uh, can you sell the film to me in 30 seconds? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I Okay, I'm going to say this. I'll say, I think anybody who wants to see a classic romantic comedy, even if you don't like romantic comedies, should go and watch When Harry Met Sally. If anyone's listening to this or hasn't seen When Harry Met Sally and they think it's just another romantic comedy, it's not. It's technically one of the best structured scripts out there, full stop. It's one of the stru- best structured films out there, you know, full stop. It's so leanly made, so well made. I would, I would, is that 30 seconds? I would just go and see it. <laughs> Technically, as a film. Um, if you want to know how to write a good film, go and see when Harry Metz. That's more than 30 it seconds. It is, but do you know what? I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> it was very good, very passionate, which is always good. Um, so just finally then, before we sort of finish up, uh, where can people find you out there in the big world of social medias and things like that? So um, probably the best place to go is my website, which is www.garycolman.com. It's spelled slightly different from the chap in different strokes. So I've got no E in my name, so it's garycolmannoe.com. And from there, you can find all my socials are on the website. So I guess take it from there. That'd be a good place to start. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time and thank you for coming oh, on. It's yeah, I've, I've, it's been lovely chatting uh, about a wonderful film with somebody, you know, somebody who knows about films. So it's been yeah. marvellous. Okay, thank you very much then. Okay. Cheers, guys. Thanks very Bye. much. Bye now. The first time we met, we hated each other. No, you didn't hate me. I hated you. The second time we met, you didn't even remember me. I did too. I remembered you. The third time we met, we became friends. We were friends for a long time. And then we weren't. And then we fell in love. Three months later, we got married. It only took three months. Twelve years and three months. We had this we had a really wonderful wedding. It was, it really was a It was great. We had this enormous uh, coconut cake. Huge coconut cake with the, with the tears, and there was this, this very rich chocolate sauce on the side. Right, because not everybody likes it on the cake because it makes it very soggy. It's particularly the coconut soaks up a lot of that stuff, so you really, it's important to keep it on the side. All right. Thank you once again for coming along, Gary. It was fantastic to speak to you. Next time on the show, I will be talking to Graham Williamson about Mulholland Drive. Here is Graham's trail. I think it's a classic romance with all of the glamour of vintage Tinseltown as well as uh, several extremely accomplished musical numbers, but it's also done with a, a modern focus on representation. It's got really positive LGBT role models in it. Um and, you know, maybe even a scare along the way. So if that sounds like your uh, your cup of tea, I can't picture you having a bad time with this film. Watch it. And that's going to be next time on the show, Mulholland Drive, David Lynch. Um, an interesting film. If you haven't seen it, I was just watching it before you listened to the podcast. 
Keep an eye out on Twitter. There is a Twitter competition going to happen very, very soon. Um, it's not an exciting competition. It's just a little picture quiz that I'm wanting you to email in and try and get me an answer for. And if you get the right answer, I will give you a shout out here on the podcast. Thank you very much. Um, to help the podcast get discovered, it is really great if you can leave us a rating and a review. Apparently, you can now do this on Apple's podcast platform and on Spotify. So please leave us those ratings and reviews. That is what helps the podcast get found by other listeners. Right, that's it for this week. So from me, for now, bye-bye. Finally, thanks to Acast for hosting the website and to Max Smith for the theme tune composition. To get in touch with the podcast, remember that website is www.myfavoritefilm.com. Thank you.